It is great to be back on Search the Scriptures today with all of our listeners, to be able to open up God's Word and study from that Word and understand what God has laid out for us in the Bible. It's a blessing for me to be able to do that today with you, along with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. It's certainly a blessing for me to be on the program today as well, to be here with you and to be with our listeners. We're certainly glad that you're with us today. If you're one of our regular listeners, we're certainly pleased to find that. We do hope you continue listening. We do hope you continue studying with us. If you're maybe listening for the first time, welcome to the program. And we hope as you go through the information that we provide for you on this program, you'll find that we're trying to hold up God's Word as the authority for our lives in terms of everything from a spiritual standpoint. Amen. And we want to remind our listeners that they can always receive a copy of today's program or any of the programs on Search the Scriptures on CD for free just by asking us for them. We also, we also make available a free Bible study. We'll be glad to send that to you. And always, the postage is free. All you have to do is ask for it. We don't want to charge anybody anything for studying God's Word. We want to encourage you to continue listening, to come and visit with us at Sunny Slope uh, if you have the opportunity. And uh, you'll get to realize that what you're hearing in this program is exactly what we do as we meet together for Bible classes and for worship service. We get into God's Word. That's right, Gary. And uh, I know I really appreciate one of the things you often say when we gather here at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ for worship. We're trying to be the church that we all can read about in the Bible, nothing more and nothing less. And that ought to be the goal of everyone who wants to be part of the church that Jesus Christ established on this earth. Yes, that's exactly right. Dennis, we are looking at a wonderful series of blessings that are promised to us by virtue of being in Christ, mm -hmm. and we might add the word faithful in Christ. Yes, that's right. This list is found in Ephesians chapter 1, specifically in verses 3 through 14. Although going back to verse 1 of chapter 1, we learn that this letter was written to the faithful in Christ. Yes, that's right. So this letter was not specifically written to all mankind. Now, certainly all mankind could benefit from it. Oh, yes. But these particular promises, these blessings that are enumerated in chapter 1 are for those in Christ. Yes, it's for those who have responded in obedience to the gospel message and who are living in a faithful manner before God. Yes. And verse 3 again, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Right. Now, that in Christ, that phrase, as Paul uses over and over and over again in his various letters, is a phrase that denotes relationship. Yes, it does. And it's not just the idea of somebody who believes in Christ, but somebody who is in Christ, a Christian in other words. Now, we noted in our first couple of sections, you know, study in this, in this uh, series that 
in this particular text, that phrase in Christ or an equivalent in him or something like that is used over and over and over and over again. Yes, it is. The emphasis being that these blessings are in Christ. Yes, and uh, I think we mentioned in a previous program as well, Gary, that this same phrase is used throughout Paul's writings, either in Christ or, as you said, something equivalent to that. And uh, it's interesting because just the other day I was reading some information, and the author of that information said that this phrase, or its equivalent in Christ, is found some 175 times in Paul's writings. Oh, I would not be surprised if, if even more than that, perhaps. Yes, and I'm, I'm not trying to deny or verify the accuracy of that number, but the point is, it's used greatly by Paul. It, an impressive number, 175 times. Yes. You know, when you think about, uh, relatively speaking, how little Paul wrote. Yes, that's right. Now, he wrote more books of the New Testament than any other inspired writer. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of held them up, all those pages, and squeezed them between your thumb and forefinger, <laughs> it's not very long. No, it's not. By today's standards of writing books, you know. That's right. And yet he uses that phrase, as you say, 175 times or possibly even more, that phrase or its equivalent. Yes. Incredible. Just it incredible. Is. Now, We've looked at all of these various blessings as we've gone verse by verse through this particular list. We've noted in verse 4 that we're chosen in, chosen by God as we come into Christ. In verse 4, we're made holy and without blame. Now, that says something about forgiveness there. In verse 4, again, God's love has been extended to us in a special way, I think we're to understand, yes. as we've come into Christ. In verse 5, adopted by God as sons and daughters. Again, only to those who have come into Christ. Mm -hmm. In verse 6, we've been accepted in Christ. In verse 7, through his grace, God sent Christ to the cross for our redemption and forgiveness. In verse 8, God has communicated to and blessed us with his wisdom. And also, he's blessed us with the opportunity to, on an ongoing basis, tap into his wisdom. Yes, that's through right. Through prayer. James chapter 1 and verse 5. In verse verses 9 and 10, as we studied in our last session, he has revealed to us the mystery of his plan for man's redemption and salvation. Yes. And that plan was there before he ever created man. Yes, and as we've pointed out, just an incredible thought to try and comprehend from our perspective. Yes, because we're talking about God was already there Mm -hmm. before he created the world, before he created mankind, Mm -hmm. and as God, in his omniscience, he could already see what was going to happen, Mm -hmm. and in his grace and love and mercy and goodness, he already had a plan in place in his mind for what would happen when it did happen. And that, of course, was sin. Yes, God knew ahead of time that man would sin, and because of that sin, man would be separated from him. Again, Isaiah 59, verse 2, makes that very clear to us. Uh, Romans 6, verse 23, Paul tells us that the wages of that sin is death, and yet God's love was so great even at a time while we were still sinners, as Paul put it in Romans 5, verse 8, Christ came 
and he died for us. Yes. What a blessing. Oh, incredible. Really incredible blessing. Now, we understand all of that. Mm-hmm. And though it was a mystery until Christ came and brought us that message of salvation, the gospel message, Paul writes in Hebrews in Ephesians chapter 1 and again in chapter 3, it's no longer a mystery. Right. It's been revealed. Yes. It's been made known to mankind. Mm-hmm. Well, what a blessing we have to be able to open up the word and read about that revealed mystery with all of its promise mm-hmm. and all of its opportunity. It really is a blessing, Gary. You know, we can go back and look at the Old Testament and we can see all of those events that led up to Christ. And then we can see God's foreknowledge, so to speak, fulfilled through Christ, that mystery revealed, the plan made clear. And then we can also see, especially in the book of Acts, how people responded to that plan. And then moving from there through the letters that the various authors wrote in the New Testament, we get the idea of what we're to do as Christian people to continue living faithfully before God. Yes, yes. Now, let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, and let's continue through this list. How about reading verses 11 and 12? In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. So we have had put before us the opportunity to have this eternal inheritance. Right. You know, Dennis, I think probably a lot of people have been excited to find out without any expectation of it that they they suddenly were the recipients of some family member's inheritance Mm -hmm. by virtue of that person dying and in their will leaving some of their material substance Mm -hmm. to this particular individual. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think, Gary, it's better to not know of an inheritance ahead of time. Yes. (laughs) Uh, For those who do know or who think that an inheritance is coming to them, eh, that's, that's caused some problems. Uh, some greed, perhaps, has come to the surface. Certainly has. Especially in some cases, you'll have some family members who have to divide the inheritance. Mm-hmm. And they can become very resentful, mm. not only toward one another, but toward the deceased. Exactly. Because why did he get... Mm-hmm. this much mm-hmm. or she get this much right. and I only got this much. Mm-hmm. I be think that problem. belonged to the person who died, right? I believe you're right. And they could do whatever they wanted with it. That's <laughs> the way I understand it. <laughs> and if it's an inheritance, that's a blessing to us. Yes. Whatever we get out of it that's is a right. blessing to us. Exactly. And we don't have any of it coming realistically. No. But God sent Christ so that through him, we could not only have 
something to look forward to, but it would be eternal, Dennis. Oh, yes. Without end. The greatest inheritance anyone could ever have. How many families have received an inheritance, huge sum, and then it went to their heads perhaps, and they blew right through it. Mm-hmm. And before too long, the inheritance was all gone. Yeah, sounds a lot like uh, some of the lottery winners we've seen through the, oh, through yes. the years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Now, this inheritance that God has made available to us, though, is eternal. Yes, it if is. If we go to 1 Peter chapter 1, what does verses 3, 4, and 5 say there? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Think about that. Now, Peter even goes a little farther in emphasizing the eternal nature of this, this inheritance. It says it's incorruptible or imperishable. In other words, it's never going to decay away. Right. It, undefiled. Yes. Boy, this is pure, this inheritance, and it does not fade away. Mm-hmm. You probably have known people, as I have, who have scrimped somewhat saved or perhaps they've just tried to invest wisely earlier in their lives only to get to a point in the the economic future when what they had accumulated and been rather judicious in doing that now was not worth nearly as much as it was when they were putting it away. Oh yes, exactly. It's interesting also, I I read one time I believe or, or heard somewhere that the life expectancy of a dollar bill in other words, how long from the point that it leaves the mint until the bank takes it out of circulation mm-hmm. because it's basically worn out mm-hmm. is about 18 months, I believe. Isn't that something? That's incredible. Yes, it is. <laughs> 18 months. But now this inheritance that God has reserved for us in heaven, so it's waiting there for us, does not fade away. Yeah, and uh, I'm reminded of what Jesus himself said, Gary, back in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21. It's undoubtedly a passage that many of our listeners are familiar with. He said, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. Now, in other words, if you're laying up treasures for yourself on earth, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. It can be defiled, it can be corrupted, it can be destroyed, it can be lost. But then he goes on in verse 20. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. You talk about security. You know, sometimes we even wonder about the security of the banks we use for our money, our savings, whatever it might be. Banks fail all the time. Banks fail all the time. Jesus is saying, if your treasure is in heaven, there's no failure involved in that. And very much like what Peter is saying in 1 Peter chapter 1. Absolutely. What a blessing. And of course, this inheritance that we're talking about that is eternal and imperishable and does not fade away and is reserved for us, 
we're talking about eternal salvation, aren't we? Absolutely. And all the blessings that go therewith. Mm-hmm. Not just the prospect of eternal salvation, but the reality of it. Well, yeah. And uh, Peter actually talks about that as being a reality. Uh, I'm sorry, I lost my place there. Oh, in verse, verse 5, perhaps. Who are kept by the power of God through oh, faith yes. for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Yes. Yes. He speaks of it as being a reality, though. And it certainly is a reality. Yes. Even though we have not actually gotten there at this point in time. Yes. Well, you know, the, the scriptures often use descriptive language that speaks in the past tense as though it already has happened of something that is future. Yes, and I I see now where the passage I was thinking of is back in Ephesians 1, verse 11. Uh, Paul said, in him also we have obtained an inheritance, past tense. And and that's, that's right, but yet the absolute reality of it is still future. Is still future, but right. and and the scriptures do that frequently, yes. where it speaks of something, eternal life, mm-hmm. something in the future in the past tense. Yes, because the promise is so sure. Yes, and that's what Peter was talking about. It's reserved for us, imperishable. And what an encouragement that should be for us as Christian people. It really should be. You know, it, it, it really should cause us to be all the more diligent to make sure and certain of our election and calling. Absolutely. We, the, again, these are things that are so profound and fundamental to our well-being, mm-hmm. particularly from a spiritual perspective. Oh, yes. Now, let's go back to Ephesians chapter 1, and let's look at verse 13. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now, in verse 13, the first part of that verse, it says, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Mm -hmm. Now, Dennis, I would list among this long list that Paul has laid out for us, I would pick out that as one of these blessings in Christ, Mm -hmm. the gospel message of salvation. Yes. Now, someone might object and they say, wait a minute, wait a minute now. You have been emphasizing that these blessings are only for the faithful in Christ. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's correct. That's what Paul says in this text. Yes. Did not Jesus, the, the protest might continue, did not Jesus call everybody to him? Matthew 11 and verse 28, he certainly did. Come mm-hmm. unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Did not he send the apostles and through them us into all the world to preach the gospel, specifically to preach the gospel to everybody? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Mm-hmm. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be condemned. Right. So then that particular blessing is to everybody, mm-hmm. not just to those who are faithful in Christ. Mm-hmm. The prospect of the blessing is to everybody. Right. 
the offer, the offer of the blessing is to everybody. Right. The reality of the blessing, the effect of the blessing Mm -hmm. is only to those who accept it. And those are the ones who are the faithful in Christ. That's right. And so it rightly fits in this list that Paul has laid out Mm -hmm. as one of those special blessings, specific blessings to the faithful in Christ. Not for everybody in reality. Yes, that's right. It's only effective for those who have accepted the gospel call. Mm -hmm. You know, Dennis, I think maybe we ought to stop around this point and come back and pay a little more attention to this gospel message of salvation as we close out this particular study of this text in Ephesians chapter 1 in our next program, because this is so important. And people need to understand that it's only the blessings of the gospel message of salvation are only there for those who accept the call Mm -hmm. of the gospel message of salvation. Yes, that's correct. It only becomes effective for the individual who accepts it and obeys it. Yes, obedience is critical. Absolutely. So we'll stop right here. And we want to encourage our listeners, you can study about this gospel message of salvation in more detail on your own if you'll simply contact us and ask for that free Bible study. 